Hello and welcome to Net Zero for Nothing, the podcast from the National Home Improvement Council, connecting industry, government and householders on the pathway towards zero carbon homes. I'm your host, Anna Scothan, Chief Executive of the National Home Improvement Council. And in this episode of Net Zero for Nothing, we're going to talk to Maria Coulter, founder of The Construction Coach, RMI Skills Lead for the CLC and Non-Executive Director at the Construction Industry Council. Welcome, Maria. Hello, thanks so much for having me on, Anna. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, And from your intro, I know you're a very busy lady. Uh, You are very well connected and influential across the world of RMI. How did you find yourself working in construction generally? Um, I saw a picture of a roof truss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a unique answer. I've not had that one on on the podcast, Maria. Yeah, I know. Um, So when I was at school, my favourite subject was woodwork. And I was only one of two uh, girls to do GCSE woodwork. And I thought I might want to be a furniture designer or a joiner or something like that. Uh, And then I made the decision to go to the local college. And I remember flicking through the prospectus and decided as well. I saw a picture of a roof truss and I thought, well, building studies, that sounds interesting. Uh, I'll sign up for that. And then that's what I did. And then... um, ended up doing that course and then ended up becoming a quantity surveyor and Mm. went on from there really fantastic that's great that's definitely a a unique answer that you saw a roof trust um and I can tell that you're passionate about helping people what still gets you up in the morning to do this and and off the back of that what keeps you awake at night what challenges have you still got I think what gets me up in the morning and it does come back to values So my number one value is fairness and having seen so much unfairness in the industry and especially the more that I work with small businesses and SMEs as well, I just see a lot of unfairness and wanting to make a difference and knowing that I can help and support people is what gets me up in the morning and um, and I guess what keeps me awake at night is the industry is it can be very fragmented and in the silos you know people not knowing what each other's doing and it can be a challenge reaching people so I guess sometimes um, I'm thinking well how do I reach more people you know how do I connect um, more people together and things like that so that's the kind of thing that I think about um, it's, it's about reaching people. Yeah and you do that through your business construction coach um, how is the work that you're doing there making a difference? It's getting people to to think about their businesses. It's given them some space to to work on their businesses, but also asking them questions that they're just not asking themselves, and um, you know, getting them to think about well, why do I do what I do? You know, what what why why am I doing this? What is my purpose? What do I want to get out of my business financially? Uh, you know, some of my clients are want to get into property development. So they might be working in the RMI sector at the moment and think, well, I want to develop my own property. Um, they might not know what they need to get out of their business financially. But if they start to think about a long term vision and goals, then they've got something to work towards. And, you know, we can then sort of break it down and think, well, how are they actually going to get there? And how am I going to support them to do that? Yeah, because we we all know a lot of people in the in the RMI world, repair, maintenance, and home improvement. 
um, that have come up through on the tools. They'll have been a, you know, a, a really fantastic uh, chippy or window fitter or electrician, um, and they'll have done their apprenticeship. Um, and then they start out on their own and, and they'll have got their competency um, qualifications um, but not necessarily how to run a business and how to manage clients and how to effectively sort procurement and all of those sorts of things. And, and that, that can end up being the part of the business that is not enjoyable for them. And, and they love working on the tools and they love improving people's lives through improving their homes. But there's that really challenging part of their business that's, that's the business side of it, that, that that's where you can help. Yeah, that's right. Because I mean, the, you don't really, you don't really learn that kind of thing. You know, you learn it by doing it. I mean, you know, from my experience, one day being a project manager, the next day being a business owner, you have to figure it out. But I also think that business owners put themselves under too much pressure to have to know everything. And it's almost seen as a sign of weakness, if they have got to get somebody else in. Or they think, well, I don't really know who to get in or I don't really know kind of where to start. And yeah, a lot of um, business owners I work with, you know, they're trying to do everything themselves. Uh, they're trying to price things themselves. They're trying to um, to grow their business, to, to look at what processes and procedures they need to put in place, to think about the marketing. You know, they're just wearing too many hats um, and uh, just juggling too many things, really. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse. So um, off of the back of the, the terrible disaster that was Grenfell, um, new building safety laws came in. Um, and that doesn't just affect high rise flats, that affects all homes. So there's something called the golden thread, which connects building safety um, across the lifetime of the building, which will impact the domestic repair, maintenance and home improvement world as will the carbon challenge. So, you know, again, we, we've talked oftentimes on this podcast about the need to decarbonize the existing stock, the existing homes. And more and more regulation is going to start coming in more. It'll be more carrot and more stick. More homeowners are going to start wanting information in this space. Does that provide an opportunity or, or, um, or a challenge, do you think, for, for RMI companies? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's definitely going to be some great opportunities, but they need to be prepared for it. So they need to to have that structure in place. They need to know about the different regulations that are coming in and how it's going to impact on their business. Um, so yeah, that they, they need to be prepared, and um, they need like so yeah, they need to get things in place to be ready, basically. Yeah, and the best way to do that is is working with their trade associations. Um, and I know that without you don't want to give give names away at the minute, but um, you're working with a number of trade associations on um, providing solutions that help um, deliver this level of culture change that we're going to need, while also connecting into that uh, regulations, guidance and technical support as well. Yeah, so it is about bringing together sort of education, community and the coaching element as well. So it's it's providing a solution whereby a community can come together, um, say, for example, like minded business owners, they can learn from each other, they can be educated as to what they need to know 
to to sort of have everything in place and they can learn from from me get support from me as well so it's kind of bringing everything together in one place yeah you're a keen advocate for culture change through community and you ran an initiative last year called the race to the top what was that all about yeah so um my ethos that I've developed over the years is all about the construction revolution so it's about how do we get away from the race to the bottom on cost um you touched on Grenfell earlier Dame Judith Hackett in her report talked about the race to the bottom and how that culture had contributed to Grenfell and the summit that I had last year so in August last year let me just let me just jump in sorry Maria so what what is the race to the bottom what what are we meaning so in construction we're very much seen as a commodity industry whereby um, there is no differentiator from one business to another. So that leads the client to just make a decision on cost. So if they're being asked for, um, they're going to go out and get three prices, for example, um, you know, all three come back on a bit of paper, uh, maybe with a letterhead that says, right, this is how much it's going to cost if you want us to do it. And then the other person says what what it's going to cost. It's like, well, Okay, so I've got three bits of paper. What? How am I going to make the decision? Right. Well, I'm just going to go with the cheapest because I've got nothing else to make the decision by. Yeah, um, and 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 um, government-funded clients were some of the worst for doing that, um, and which they've recognised and they've held their hands up. And then there's something called the construction playbook, um, which has been developed off again off the the back of the the terrible disaster at Grenfell, which is saying that isn't the way to do it, that there are better ways of doing of doing that. Yeah, so you've got the construction playbook, which is looking at how we procure work in the future. And you've also got the value toolkit as well. Yeah. So the value toolkit is looking at procuring for value rather than about being at the lowest price. And that's looking at things like, um, you know, sustainability, uh, bringing in things like diversity and inclusion, um and demonstrating you know what what sets you apart from your competition basically and there's there's different competencies um you know you've got to think about the people side of things um looking at things like mental well-being as well so bringing all of those aspects into uh procurement rather than it just being about price um yeah, and it's it's really easy to think things like the construction playbook and the value toolkit that they're just for big tier one contractors and actually it doesn't matter in domestic RMI because all I'm doing is a little bit of this, that and the other. But we, we heard um, last year at one of our, our sessions that um, construction, I believe, and I don't want to misquote this, but I believe it's the second or third highest for male suicide and, and lots of organisations and lots of trade associations are really supporting their members um, around their mental health and well-being. And that's a, a real uh, challenge because if you, you're out wanting to do a good job and you're a decorator and the bit that's really challenging you and keeping you awake at night is the business side of your business, the, um, the business administration side, um, and that's then when you find people come to you for help as as construction coach. Yeah, that's right. So quite often they'll be at the end of the tether and just think, I can't, I can't do this anymore. 
something's got to change and they'll tend to Google um, coach in construction or something like that. And because of the name of my business, you know, I come up and, and they'll get in contact with me. Um, but I mean, a lot of the, the challenges around mental health, it is to do with lack of cash flow and worrying about money and um, and and that kind of thing. And And that's why, you know, they need to sort of to get that support and have the systems and processes in place so that they do know their numbers and they are making what they deserve to make you know that the, the yeah. profit margins in our industry are ridiculously low but also if they're not running things in the right way there's going to be loads of what I call profit stealers in their business that are eating into their their profit margins so if they can do things differently and be more organized and and be really really accurate on their pricing and get their value across so really demonstrate what sets them apart from their competition people will pay more I, I yeah you're absolutely right because one of the challenges um as, as certainly in rmi is as a client if we all think of us if you if you own your own home um you're effectively a client in the rmi sector um and you you don't know who to choose. You don't know how much something is going to cost. And if a contractor did come back to you and say, "Here's my quote. This is it's value driven. Um, this is how we support our staff. This is you know the, the the various competent person schemes that we're members of. This is the training that we're we're members of." Um, and I remember seeing actually um, an arborealist at the Great Yorkshire show a few years ago, and they were doing a demonstration. And you might have seen them where they, you know, they go up trees and cut bits down. And they was giving a talk. And he said, if you're getting arborealists to come in and do work, they should want to tell you about their training. If 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 you asking them about their training makes them sort of say, oh no, you know, because they spend a lot of money on it to do it properly and to do it safely. And if they're not wanting to talk to you about it, don't have them up your trees because they're they're not the right type of business to have on that's going to do it safely. And it's about finding a different way to to talk to your contractors so that it isn't just about price. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's about how contractors present their prices as well. So I have seen clients of mine that they're not the cheapest, but people want to work with them because you look at their website and you can see straight away their brand. You can see what they're about as a business. They've got their values on the front on the front page. Um, you know, they're given a, a fantastic tender pack when you you get a price and it's got information all about the business and about what they stand for and about testimonials from clients you know people should want to 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 do business with people like that and and not get them to to knock their prices down because they are getting the value um you know these type of companies are thinking about the environment as well so a business that i work with one of their values was zero waste so it was encouraging them as a business to think about okay so how are we disposing of waste how are we me measuring that and monitoring that so not only is it impacting on profit margins for them but also you know impacting sort of on on the environment as well yeah definitely it's about having that wider conversation isn't it as you say is it's really easy for us as a as being perceived as a commodity product that it just becomes how much is it to do x y or z 
Um, and it's it's so limited compared to to what we are. Mm. Now, I, I also know that you're the um, RMI sector's lead within Construction Leadership Council on skills. What type of work have you been doing there? So we're specifically looking at um, the national retrofit strategy and we're looking at the skills that are needed for that. So um, the CITB are part of the, the group and they did a report for us that was issued before Christmas around skills for net zero and the national retrofit strategy. They've done quite a lot of uh, qualitative uh, interviews with small businesses as well, looking at what the barriers are to um, to businesses getting on board and getting the training and getting the qualifications to actually be able to, to do this work. And, you know, one of the barriers that we found is lack of visibility for pipeline, for example. So we're looking at, well, how can we, um, you know, work with Bayes, for example, within the government and say, right, well, how can we make the pipeline more visible? Um, so we're looking at, at you know, how, how do we get more uh, contractors involved to deliver this? And, and what is the training and what skills do they actually need to do it? Yeah, it's a really important issue. Um, we know that there's about 1.2 million micro SMEs, um, SMEs and micros, I should say, that work in the construction sector in, in RMI particularly, and about 400,000 of those subcontract back up into tier one and tier two contractors. So that leaves about 800,000 um, uh, businesses to deliver 27 and a half million retrofits. And that's not even retrofit home improvement work that's happening anyway. That's 27 and a half million homes that need to be made zero carbon. And that isn't going to happen very rarely. Is that going to happen in one fell swoop? So it's repeated interventions. So just by those figures, less than a million tradespeople to deliver more than 27 and a half million um, zero carbon retrofit, that the maths just don't add up. So we desperately need more people to come into the sector. What are your thoughts about how we can um, incentivize or what needs to happen connecting in with you know edu education centers and things like that? What needs to happen to break this cycle? Well, it's definitely the education side of things. So um you know, looking at how we encourage more people to come into the industry, making them aware of the work that that's got to be done, of the opportunities, um, you know, really sort of honing in on that um, and, and trying to, you know, we keep talking about the need to have more diversity in the industry and to appeal to more sort of diverse people. Um, and we're still not doing it. You know, we're, we're, we're working towards it and there's some great initiatives out there, but there's definitely more that can be done to make the industry more attractive. But also, you know, looking at people um, coming in from from different sectors, potentially. I know there's there's routes from, you know, people coming out of the army, for example, to get into the industry. Um, there's probably more. Well, there's definitely more that can be done with um, young people who are not in education or employment or training as well, because a lot of um, uh, young people, they just haven't got a clue about 
about the industry and about what it's got to offer yeah. it's just not on their radar so I think there's definitely more you know to uh, to appeal to these as well so it's just um getting better messages out there yeah and I mean you can have a great career um in in domestic rmi you can you know work creating your own business working for yourself working hours that you choose having a really positive impact on the future environment through carbon saving interventions um you know you're not not working for a large organization you can work from home in your local area um it there's a lot going for it but but that doesn't seem to translate sort of out of the sector we know it's awesome in the sector it's that communication to a wider audience that's still lacking I think yeah definitely okay so this podcast as we know as I I mentioned in the intro is called net zero for nothing um what can listeners do for nothing or let's say less than 100 pounds that would make a huge impact and prepare their home for a net zero future um, I think it is all about education and it's about taking into consideration the things that we've been talking about. So it costs nothing to to do research and, you know, look at things like um, trust yeah. mark and those competencies, what you should be looking for in contractors that you're engaging with, um, you know, doing some research to find out like what what they should be having, what they should be offering you know, what the differentiators should be uh, so that you can ask better questions, you know, like rather than um, sort of just accepting the pieces of paper that come in, you know, let's encourage small businesses, let's challenge them more and say, you know, this isn't good enough. You know, you need to focus on this. You need to tell me why I should go with you and, and not this person. And I think there's so much information out there if you know, where to look for it so um you know we've, we've talked before about the labc front door um website that that's got some fantastic information on there so wouldn't even cost 100 pounds it would it would cost nothing really just to to arm yourself with that information when you're investing in your home yeah and when you think you know it's your biggest asset it's it's probably your biggest loan um it's the biggest chunk of money that comes out of your wages every month Um, and it doesn't cost anything other than your own time to get on the internet and search out these free, good, independent resources. Um, and I, I mean, I, I love social media. We do do a lot on social media. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily trust the information that comes off of social media because you don't really know who's given that opinion whereas if yeah. you go to something like a government website or the energy saving trust or Trustmark, or local authority building control you know that they've got highly qualified technical experts that are providing that advice so it's about not everything on the internet should have the same weight let's say yeah 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 I mean you, you have to you do have to be sort of mindful of of where you're getting your information from definitely now, I know as well, Maria, that um, while you're passionate about helping individuals and you do lots of individual coaching through Construction Coach, you're also passionate about the value that community can bring to changing culture. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So um, 
Uh, I had a summit last year, which was all about um, the race to the bottom, how we get to the race away from the race to the bottom on cost. And off the back of that, I've launched an online community specifically focused on how do we get away from the race to the bottom? How do we build stronger, more profitable and happier businesses? And it's um, specifically focused at SMEs and micro business owners. And what we're doing is bringing together community. So, you know, they can support each other in the forum. Um, they can also get uh, expertise. You know, we get sort of guest experts to come in and they've got the education side of things as well. So it's just about supporting them to really to grow better and, and stronger businesses. And uh, and this is on the Mighty Networks platform. So it's kind of similar to Facebook, but it's just it's it's moving away from Facebook and and bringing all of that together. And it supports businesses. So it it works in tandem, if you like, with their competent persons uh, membership or their trade association membership where they're getting their technical support and training and those sorts of things. And, and your community is very much around um, business growth, business support, customer championing um, and, and connecting in this sort of future thinking around zero carbon and, and things like that, these other business challenges side of things. Yeah, that's right. So like, um, you know, we're looking at things like pricing for profit. So how are the pricing for profit? How are they putting that together? How are they getting their value across? Um, you know, how are they demonstrating to clients what makes them different to their competitors? You know, getting away from that, uh, the commodity challenge that we've got and how are they marketing how are they creating their brand um to sort of really represent their business so it's it's teaching them about the importance of things like that but it's learning from each other how to do it as well yeah and and you've really generously um put together um a, an offer for listeners of the podcast this time yeah that's right so they can get um, a month's free membership and they can also get uh, 10% off the uh, the membership as well fantastic that is really generous of you Maria and we really um, appreciate that special for net zero for nothing podcast listeners um, and I will put all of the information of that in the show notes um, but thank you uh, thank you for for doing that for us no problem thank you well, thank you so much, Maria. It's been a, a charm talking to you. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to this episode of Net Zero for Nothing from the National Home Improvement Council, the voice of home improvement. Be sure to follow us across social media, searching for at the NHIC and NHIC UK and subscribe to this podcast, Net Zero for Nothing on Apple Podcasts and Podbean for future episodes. <laughs>